No fights, no skirmishes, really. No controversy. The biggest headline out of training camp so far was one offensive drive. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic with DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Spent the day at St. Vincent College yesterday enjoying the general vibe that this team has. And vibe just might be the right term. They've found a rhythm. They've found a chemistry. They appear to really get along, support each other. And oh, by the way, the next nonsensical thing that makes it out in any form from this little world will be the first. Now, there are some people who will say, this makes this a likable team. I've already seen, heard, and read some of that. Are they the most likable Steelers team in a long time? Well, my answer to that, reflexively, would always be, you should hope not. You don't want your football team to be uh, especially likable. Okay, You want there to be some mean characters, some bad actors. But you also want it to be kept within the context of football. And to date, that's happened. It doesn't mean it'll stay that way. It doesn't mean it'll even last a week into the regular season. But it's a nice start. And I'm here to tell you that there are two people more responsible for that than any others. Well, three, I should say, since that sort of thing always starts with Mike Tomlin. And Tomlin has seen the negative effects of, you know, negative personalities like an Antonio Brown. Mostly just Antonio Brown, but A.B. was overwhelming in this regard. Larger than life in this regard. Bigger than the game in this regard at times. And maybe because of that, Tomlin took some steps well before this camp congregated, from what I've been told. And that focused hard, from what I've further been told, on the wide receiver room. Tomlin felt that Frisman Jackson, the wide receivers coach, really didn't have that kind of grip on that room this past season. So one of the things that Tomlin and Omar Khan talked about very early in the offseason was finding someone who could be in that room, who could be the adult. And they did. They found Allen Robinson, who, by the way, can still play, which takes his level of importance in that room and heightens it compared to, say, just looking in the recent past, someone like Adarius Hayward Bay, who was a special teams ace and captain, and his wide receiving days were well behind him. This is different. This is different. Robinson is a starter on this offense. Robinson is going to have an impact on this offense. I know he's the only guy who didn't touch the ball on that opening drive last Friday in Tampa, but he's going to be part of this. Trust me. Robinson's also been a part of this already in a big, big way as it comes to managing that room. Now, that starts, obviously, if all of this sounds like I've been setting up a specific player here, with George Pickens. 
you've seen the occasional sliver of problems with Pickens. You know, the wide receiver diva type problems. You saw it last year when he got really angry and then threw the semi-tantrum coming off the field, throw me the effing ball or whatever that was. But already this summer, we've seen several occasions where not only Robinson, but also Deontay Johnson were there. I don't want to say to keep George in some kind of check and balance or to play police or whatever with him. Most of their emphasis has been positive. One of the few things out of this camp to have received any kind of publicity that would have been deemed as negative, and and I'm not sure that it really did, but I'm just throwing it out there anyway, was George's incredible catch over top of Joey Porter Jr. And then George gets up and you know, stares him down and throws the football and whatever. And it, it wasn't a great look in camp, in practice against, you know, a teammate. But the first guys down the field, well, the first guy to begin here was Deontay, got there in a big hurry and just showed support for George. Didn't get nasty with him, didn't say, hey, you can't do that, whatever. And then Robinson came down and did kind of the same thing, showing that they're all together, they're supporting the great catch that was made, lighten the mood up a little bit. It was a perfect, perfect, perfect gesture on their part. On other occasions, it's been calm down, take it easy. And on yet other occasions, it's been, whoa, hey, no, not that. Don't do that. Now, as I say this, and one of the things that crosses your mind is, why do they have to do this at all? Why can't you know, the receiver just behave, you know, like players at other positions. Why can't George be somebody who doesn't need this type of thing? If you're Tomlin, again, going way back to the top here, your only concern is the same thing that it was with AB, which is that I have to get absolutely the most out of this player. I have to put Everything, every resource that I have into making damn sure that I get the very, very most out of him. And if that coincides with having a few more adults around George who, man, I'm really, can you tell I'm really tiptoeing here? I like this kid. Okay. There's no shot or dig or jab to be had here. I got to know him pretty well as a rookie, and we had a pretty good talk the other night in Tampa, too. There's nothing to not like, but he's not all the way grown up, and that's not a dig. That's just some grow up at this pace, some grow up at that pace, and he's still kind of a big kid. Harmless in some ways, but in a football culture, things that you might think are harmless can be harmful. So all I'm doing today is giving credit to Tomlin, and then from there, to Robinson, to Deontay, and of course to George himself. So far, this has been really, really good. Fine, keep it going. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar.
Today's J1Q comes from Charles, who says, DK, thanks for all the insight so far through camp. A question. Everyone has been impressed, it seems, with the progression of the offense to date. Do we think that because we're all agreeing that this is an elite defense? I love the additions along the defensive line, but the middle linebackers and secondary are revamped and they need cohesion. What's been your assessment of the defense so far? Charles, it's a coincidence that you're asking this when I spent yesterday really just focused on the defense. It's the first time out there at St. Vincent that I did that in this camp. I felt that I'd gotten a little bit behind in that regard because, to be honest with you, more of the compelling storylines have been on offense, as you point out yourself. But I also felt like I was caught a little bit too off guard in Tampa the other night by Keanu Benton and Nick Herbig rising up. And I've committed myself this week leading up to the Bills game to dig in a little deeper. And what I've got to tell you in attempting to answer your question is that there have been more pleasant surprises on the defensive side than there have been on the offensive side. Now, read that literally, please, because I kind of expected a fair amount from certain individuals really across the board, I should say, on offense. I expected a ton from a handful of guys on defense, but as long as I brought up Benton and Herbig, you can throw in Quan Alexander, and you can throw in some combination of Elandon Roberts, Cole Holcomb, and the inside linebacker group as a whole and say, you know, there's possibly something here. Now, it's very hard to tell at this stage. Way harder than the offense. Why? Well, again, let's go back to Tampa. Look who took the field. For the first team offense, look who went out there. There were no exceptions. Nobody held back. It was your starting 11. And even when they rotated out, it was the players who would be, you know, the 12, 13, or 14. It was everybody. Whereas on the other side, no TJ, no Cam, no Minka, no Larry Ogunjobi. And you got to remember, too, that Joey Porter Jr. didn't even play because he was banged up. So that's half of the group. And I have a feeling that's going to look very, very different come Saturday night against the Bills. This is the reason you hold out those guys. And by the way, they're going to get held out in Atlanta, too, in the preseason finale. You play them in one preseason game. You play them in the game that's at home. And you just cross your fingers that they make it through there unscathed, especially the older guys. And Larry O's still in a boot, but Mike Tomlin said after practice yesterday that he's coming along. They don't see it as a serious thing. But honestly, I still wouldn't want to see him out there on Saturday night, let him heal up. Overall, yeah, cohesion is needed. But man, if you can have standard is the standard type performance from some newcomers, you're it, it's it's what's the term I'm looking for here? It's it's found gold. That's what it is. It's found gold. 
And I'm not even mentioning DeMarvin Leal, who I think's had a very good camp and just throwing this out there. They're just drills and whatever. I just thought Leal showed really well in some of the stuff that I was watching yesterday. At one point, Tomlin shouted out from the far sideline, approving uh, of Leal's get off in a get off drill. And for those of you who don't know what that means in football terms, it's exactly what it sounds like. You're down there in the three point stance. Somebody makes a sound and you get off that line. And you burst for about 10 yards, and Leal was doing very, very well in that. He's an athlete. He's impressive. And wouldn't it be funny if after all this rightful angst about the offense and Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett and everything else, if the storyline of the early regular season becomes these younger players who assert themselves on the defensive side wouldn't that be something i appreciate the question i appreciate everyone listening to daily shot of Steelers. we'll do another one of these tomorrow you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.